0: We could talk about time. Adam. Watch a film today. James. We'd explain all the plots that confused you. Scott. And we'd say
1: Welcome to Time Travel Film Club.
2: Hello from the past, present and future. My name's Scott Hamza and thank you so much for listening to the 11th episode of Time Travel Film Club. A weird, wild and dinosaur spotting journey across some of the best and some of the worst time travel films throughout our timeline. As always, joining me in the TTFC to my right, our resident science guy and frequently respectable wedding guest, James Donnelly.
0: I actually d- disagree with that one. I am very often a uh, an unrespectable... I- irrespectable? Disrespectable? Disrespectable wedding Yeah,
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a good reputation to have, I would argue. He's always a, a
0: riot at the weddings.
2: And to my left, film fact-finder extraordinaire and a man frequently found hungover, floating in a pool, Adam Hedges.
0: I've seen that happen. I've witnessed that firsthand.
2: We are here as always to kick off another episode of the Time Travel Film Club, our collection of 12 time travel movies spanning three decades and five countries. Each episode, our wonderful listeners join our past selves for a breakdown, analysis and comparison of a time travel film they might not have heard of. In this case, they probably will have heard of this one because that brings me to today's episode and today's film. It is Palm Springs. Palm Springs was released in 2020, directed by Max Barbacow and written by Barbacow and Andy Ciara, starring Andy Samberg, Christina Milioti, and J.K. Simmons. Just kidding, Simmons, as we worked out Jokes. earlier on. Thank no, you. not J- joke. J- J.K. Simmons. <laughs> joke Simmons. <laughs> joke Simmons, lol. <laughs> <So> joke Simmons. <laughs> Lads, I don't need to ask you where you watch this. This is an Amazon movie. They made and supplied us this mm. movie and did a
0: decent job.
3: Probably the first one that we watched immediately when it was released, too.
2: Yeah, it's like super recent, mm, super, super famous. Recent. Loads of people we know have already seen this film. It was recommended to me for the film club like two or three times. And I was like, don't worry, guys, we've got this. We know about it. It's <laughs> on the radar. Now, lovely listener, before we send you back in time to our past selves, if you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd be overjoyed to hear from you. Boys, how can our listeners get in touch? You can drop us a little like on Facebook at Time Travel Film Club or follow us
3: on Twitter at Time Travel Club.
0: And if your partner has ever left you for a pasta, then please tell us on the subreddit r slash club, or send an email to club at gmail.com.
2: And so, without further delay, James, Adam, top up your sunscreen, apply for your esters on time. We're off to Palm Springs.
0: Was, what was your first experience with Andy Samberg? what what was yours dick in a box dick in a box oh dick in a box yeah lonely island yeah
2: i think it was i think it was dick in a box all of that lonely island stuff because like what yeah what was there but after dick in a box and all the lonely island stuff he then like did funny all those fun comedy films hot Hot rod Rod oh
3: oh, mine i suppose mine really was hot rod definitely i can remember watching hot rod at university and i've never laughed as hard in my entire life I love that film so much.
2: I'm in love with pop star Never Stop, Never Stopping. Stopping. I think it's genuinely one of the most funny films made in like the last 30 years. It's so, the satire in it is so like wonderfully pitched at me. I adore it, but yeah.
0: Not seen it. I need to watch it.
2: Mm. Very good stuff. Oh, James, it's really good. What was your mileage with How I Met Your Mother back in the day?
0: I, I sort of watched it on and off when it would appear on. I think it was E4. And then I almost got into it to the point where I watched like the first maybe four or five seasons, you know, every episode, and then I just fell off.
3: For me, it sits exactly the same place as Big Bang Theory. I've never seen either
2: okay
0: yeah. <laughs> bottom of the list yeah. not interesting at, at all I only
2: ask because our time travel film club is becoming somewhat of a refuge for the how I met your mother family not the core characters that everyone remembers but the actual family that he had I say this because as we know curvature we had Lindsay Fonseca who was uh, daughter yeah, okay yeah. yeah yeah and now in this movie we have Christina Emililiotti who do. was who was mother
0: which I think I I only really recognized her from that show. And then later realised that I also recognised her from, of course, Black Mirror.
3: Oh,
2: that's where I knew her from. An excellent episode and
0: an excellent character. While I doubt
2: that we'll ever get father from how i met your mother ted mosby's not going to rock up in any of our films without a conscious acknowledgement we should keep our eyes out for son i can't even remember what he looks like at this stage but he might have he might have already been in a movie we wouldn't even know i'm mm. going to
0: pin a photo of him to the wall just in case just keep yeah. your eyes out
2: mm-hmm. hopefully they haven't sacrificed him i m- only mention that because you know what other things people sacrifice are goats and that's how uh, the movie palm springs begins what we are link. in the <laughs> desert with a <the> goat.
0: <laughs> I mean, a goat that sort of does later get sacrificed, not to put any oh, yeah, spoilers yeah. in. not here. To,
2: yeah, not to wreck it for everybody. But yeah, that, that is an occurrence. Accompanying the goat in the desert is uh, a little bit of friction, uh, an earthquake, uh, a big old juicy, glowy crack in the ground, and that's the, that's literally how we begin the film. Why is it juicy? <laughs> you know, just let him go on with it. It's just the, one of those the, situations. The, the desert, you know. <laughs> Immediately, that all you know that all goes away. Keep that in your pockets for later. We open with Niles being woken up by a, a hushed, whispered wake-up.
0: A slightly sultry whisper from a, a girlfriend that we learn doesn't really love him.
2: No room for romance. Is he
0: definitely her? Yeah, I was a bit... Uh, so I wasn't sure... Is that cleared up? In the subtitles, it's Misty.
2: Cool. Great. And I'm always Thank like... Thank God for subtitles. And like, it was, it was always her until it until wasn't it her. Until it wasn't her, Yeah. But yes as for Misty uh, not a not a drop of romance insight he you know she does she lets him get jiggy with it for a while but it's 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 not working uh, he can't even get jiggy with himself unfortunately
0: i i did love seeing that quite cold open to at what your film you don't know what tone's going to be like just him standing there pulling his pudding in front of a mirror <laughs> staring, <his> <laughs> st- staring at her Shouting the word shit over and over again And I thought, this is what marriage is like
3: <laughs> I am. Um, I, I. didn't like the way she says You can watch me least I mean, do mundane things yeah, At least do something yeah, all right. <laughs> What's cool. going on?
2: Fine. Niles is depressed These are my main takeaways from the opening Niles is depressed The couple, Misty and Niles I keep wanting to say uh, Miles and Nisty <laughs> Misty and Niles Are here for Tala and Abe's wedding and it is November 9th. These are the takeaways. We move forward to depressed Niles having a beer in the pool.
0: Can I just say, how lucky they are that on November 9th they can be in a pool drinking a beer in Hawaiian isn't that, shirts. is beautiful? Yeah. Lucky what monsters. a
2: gorgeous life. Yeah. Also, can I say, nice to have an Abe back. After Prime, I haven't had an Abe um, in a do movie. You think
3: that's a, do you think that's a cheeky reference?
2: Well, now I do. Yeah. I tossed that idea around in my head for a while. But if they had had an Aaron, I would have been like, oh, yeah, definitely. Mm. Just having an Abe seems like it's a nice name. It is a nice name. But yes, nice to see an Abe. They are at Tala and Abe's wedding in the pool as depressed Niles is having a, a drink. Jerry swims up to him And I noticed a nice little elegant shukran uh, 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 Slid into the dialogue there Very nice of me. I I love to see it
0: I thought you'd enjoy that actually As soon as I heard it said Mm -hmm. I was like Scott be pleased with this one I was Mm -hmm. like
2: yeah I'm happy to be here guys Let's enjoy it (laughs) November 9th Sunny out Let's do it
0: We also got our first time loop reference In that same scene With uh, a comment said to uh, Jerry Where Niall says Today, tomorrow, yesterday, it's all the same. Yeah. Im- Which, of course, alludes to the fact that it literally is for him.
3: Yeah, immediately you get this, like,
0: link to time travel. That was nice.
2: We fast forward to Tala and Abe marrying, Misty giving a truly awful speech that no one knows has actually ended.
0: Uh, and I've been to several weddings with speeches that bad, so that's oh, okay. very, very right. reminiscent for me. Yeah, yeah. And as
2: we meet our co-headliner in this movie, Sarah, played by the aforementioned Christina miliotti miliotti
0: <laughs> it's Yachty, like Christina little Yachty. <laughs> it's also not Christina, is it? Is it just Christine?
2: Christine Milliotti. Christine. Or, or Kristen. Chris. Christine. It's
0: Kristen, I think. Cra. <laughs> we... Craig Milliotti. Craig, Craig. Milliotti. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, great. <right. laughs>
2: I've got it literally on the page in front of me. It says, Kristen, you're right. <laughs> Sarah is due to give her maid of honor speech. She is the sister of the bride, Tala. But just as she's about to give her speech, in swoops, a, a drunkenly charming Andy Sandberg's Niles and absolutely smashes it. Just bats it out the park, crushes it. The whole crowd's happy. Gets everyone dancing. Insane speech.
0: I thought at this point, this film's actually genuinely funny. There's some parts that I yeah. went, oh, this, this is a funny film.
2: Hmm. Which like... Of course, you'd expect no less from an Andy Samberg, but it it could have easily been a kind of muted indie film where there, you know, maybe some more sort of like downplay jokes, but right off the bat, there's a lot of humour just like in your face, which is always wonderful to see. I mean, it
3: could actually easily have been a very different film. The writer and director were uh, at uh, film college together and they wanted to basically do uh, 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 their version of leaving Las Vegas, which obviously is quite dour. Um, the original um idea was that Andy Samberg's character went to the desert to commit suicide. That was the ho- That was the plot of the film. Much darker. so, so like he
2: leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Nicolas Cage film yes, where he's dying of alcoholism. Absolutely, oh, that is. On, I like it's one of the most depressing films I've ever mm. seen in my life. It makes I'll Follow You Down look like a Disney movie. Yeah. But there and,
0: are some hints to it, actually, now that you think about well, it. Well, the film. whole
3: thing's quite melancholy, I thought, all the way through it. But I mean, like Andy Ciara, the, the writer, um, he, he, change the idea as his like his life developed so he got married and he had two children and he said i I feel like there's more to this story concept than than what i've written here so there was there's a very different
2: film in there somewhere that obviously was not made that is so interesting it's partially Mm -hmm. answered a question that i'll pitch to you guys later on sure that's fantastic and as you said, James, sort of wonderfully choreographed the, as, as, as Niles makes his dancing beeline up to Sarah and uh, to meet her at the party. Everything's been kind of worked out and we are getting these strong hints of, yeah, he's probably time travelled at this point.
0: It was really reminiscent to me of a lot of the fast forwarding superpower films that you see, like when Quicksilver can kind of oh, interact with yeah, people yeah. before you even realise what's going to mm. happen. Very much felt the same sort of vibe mm. here of him knowing what was going to happen and taking the little steps here and there to avoid things.
3: Andy Sandberg did that in five takes. That's, it's one take when Impressive. you watch it, it's yeah. one
2: whole shot. Yeah, he did it in five it takes. It takes me 500. Good yeah, for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Thus far, We've had the the sentence at the pool uh, today, every day, yesterday, they're all the same. We've had how pointed his speech was towards Sarah. He was looking direct in her eyes. He gave, you know, very much giving us, the audience, the impression that he probably has met her before. He probably knows some stuff about her because he seems to be sort of touching upon something deep within her.
0: And everything he does just seems to stimulate her in the correct way.
2: Exactly, he's hitting all the right notes. He's getting all the right like he's he's so Andy Sandberg does this wonderfully, so charming, so likable, so affable, like the the anti Chris Pratt. Imagine Chris <laughs> Pratt doing that <laughs> doing that beeline, and you just walk, yeah. you just walk off. Yeah, you just go, yeah. like, oh, look at this. Uh-huh.
3: I don't Had listen. you have a Chris Pratt link to this later? on? No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not in <laughs> terms of the actual Something film, but in terms of what to. I thought. <laughs>
2: Hold that one for later on. It was, again, at this point, as you said, James, with realizing that, you know, the levity of it. At this point, I realized that the soundtrack is killer as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very, very rare for me to know a band that's on the soundtrack of something. And that's Mm. not because, like, my taste is so obscure and cool. It's because I know nothing (laughs) about music. And so, like, when some music pops up, I know this. This is good time music. I uh, And all throughout the movie, some really nice, enjoyable, lo-fi, indie pop and some obscure, not obscure, some retro ATZ Mm. kind of, like, hits and stuff like that. Oh,
0: I let the credits play deliberately to listen to the music. Oh, yeah.
3: the Andy Sandberg and Lonely Island had a lot to do with that. As well, Andy Sandberg had a lot of work uh, involved in the in the music choices. I think for this, I'd,
0: yeah,
2: I'd forgotten. Yeah, of course, right? He's yeah, lonely, no I and mean, he's a musical kind up. of guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got the the pop star Never Stop Never Stopping. Yeah. I've got the soundtrack on my phone. I listen to it in the shower. It's, yeah. so, it's like the maybe the best rap album I've got, honestly. So good. As Niles and Sarah are just beginning their fraternization, they're interrupted by an old woman. She's, I think, she's Abe's grandmother. Correct, Abe, the the groom. So they're interrupted by Abe's grandmother. My main takeaway from this after, you know, a little bit of like classic old woman chat is that she again drops a little shukran before she leaves. So nice. Just Mm. so nice. Welcome, Scott.
0: It's interesting because you say you you established that it's her, his grandmother. She's the only one in the credits who has a surname uh, and she's surnamed Nana and then the surname. Oh, really? As if to point out, right, we need to make sure everyone knows exactly whose Nana she was.
2: (laughs) All right. She says she's the old lady. She says she's been to a lot of weddings, but that Niles' speech was the best one ever. Fantastic. Nice compliment to get. She probably has been to a lot of weddings. She is ancient. Niles wanting to get away from the old woman, in part, wanting a little bit of privacy with Sarah, asks if they want to sneak off. And and Sarah, understandably, as we are, questions the kind of morality of this. You're, you are with you're with Misty, no matter how awful she seems to be. Very quickly, we as the audience and Sarah get a very smooth—I say it smooth—a very quick explanation of no, no. This is why it's totally all right because Misty is being eaten out by the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> not, not. <laughs> Jeez, not that, that Itali- is a wild both the Italian carbohydrate. Either can I just say? <laughs> Very right for the jugular. No, no, she's up to, and uh, I love it. Niles doesn't give a damn. Niles doesn't. No, no, you, and no, we get another juicy time travel sentence. Oh, no, trust me. There is not a universe where these two do not end up together. Believe me. And again, you know, getting that nice little touch on, but yeah, Misty's, Misty's, I was going to say she's off the table. She's on a table as it's happening, but she, <laughs> but she's, she's off the table for now. We don't yeah. need to worry. So off Niles and Sarah trot into the desert just as they're about to, Get down to Frisky Town. Niles is hit by an arrow in the back.
0: <laughs> Which we were all expecting. Yeah, I mean, we were actually we, yeah, all expecting Right that, yeah. where we
2: thought this would all go. Uh-huh. Uh hit by an arrow in the back. Sarah's horrified and uh, Niles starts running off, but then he says, I thought I smelled you there as he's running off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is the
0: second reference we've had to his unbelievable sense of smell yeah it it later turns out to be a bit of a Chekhov's gun where Mm -hmm. he's it's gonna become an important (laughs) plot point later in the film but still i love the idea of his sense of smell being so good that he can smell his attacker coming (laughs) like a basset hound
2: i thought i smelled you there you piece of shit and he runs off we very very quickly find out that this is your boy roy chasing him archer style i loved sarah's reaction in that moment is so funny
0: as
3: well she's (laughs) she's
2: she's
0: such Truly
3: horrified, mental. yeah. Mental, <laughs> yeah, absolutely crazy.
0: It almost is like she's not been told that scene's gonna happen, yeah. and it just happens around her, and the chaos that ensues.
2: Chaos, true chaos, he screams, Keep running, Spider Man, I will always find you. No,
0: no, shit no. Shit no, no. oh, Same shit-bird. thing. Same thing. <laughs> no. Shit- <laughs> J.K. Simmons, though. Bring <laughs> me Spider Man. J.K. Simmons, another actor. Where are my photos? Oh, where are my photos? No matter what oh, he's in, God. I'll watch it. If J.K. Yeah, yeah. Simmons is oh, in. it
2: doesn't matter. This uh, Roy in this moment, strong Van Pelt from Jumanji vibes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> my, my, my brain went, oh, who's this just remind me of. <laughs> it does. Yeah, that's it.
3: That's fucking
2: it. I'm so glad you got that. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: what a link. <laughs>
2: i had to google the name i just wrote down strong jumanji bad dad vibes <laughs> but but yeah honestly like i i wish we got more of that from roy we only get a, a sprinkling but as you said jk simmons incredible but yeah that kind of yeah some genuine intimidation some genuine thrill yeah this is also where i twig as a first-time viewer which i was this is where i twig that Ah, okay for sure Niles has been through this. I knew I—I I had my suspicions. He was a time traveler. Had done some time traveling. I now know. Oh, he's done this many times. This has been happening a while. Mm. It's kind of not. You know, I mentioned Jumanji as a joke, but in Jumanji, he's just endlessly fighting Van Pelt until someone rolls like eight on the board in the yeah. real world, and so it. I get this vibe of oh, yeah, I I smelled you before, Uh, Van Pelt. Uh, Roy says, (laughs) oh, yeah, you can keep running as if it's been happening. And So, yeah, super vibes of, yeah, they've been at this a while. Sarah's just kind of a a bystander to to, to what's going on.
0: Uh, Not my first time watching this film, actually. I watched it previously with my wife just for fun and then realised, oh, this is quite good for Time Travel Film Club.
3: I I think I watched it on launch day because I was like, oh, Andy Samberg doing a movie, and it was during lockdown wasn't it yeah so i was like desperate for stuff to do and it was it was a real up moment for me during like a real like positive during the lockdown thing so
0: and it's probably our most mainstream film to date maybe except for the girl who leapt through time because that's quite popular in in quite a few areas
3: is it our is it our most recent in terms of release I think yeah, post twenty twenty. Yeah, I think it's the most recent film
2: we've done for sure. And I also agree, definitely the most mainstream film we've done. Mm. Although I will say that's only because of streaming and in part because of the pandemic. Oh yeah, this is the kind of movie that fifteen years ago would have been like cult. Not cult, but, like, would have been, like, low-key cult favourite. If, if this movie came out when I was 16, 17, 18, kind of like Scott pilgrim Nick and Nora's yeah, oh yeah. Infinite Playlist, Juno, yeah, that if, kind of. Yeah, it really
3: fits into that genre, doesn't it, of, like, of like late 2000s indie movies that, like, make loads of sense. That makes loads of sense, yeah.
2: Lo-fi, funny yeah. romance, super-likable cast, mm. just, you know, very... It's the kind of film that you would grab someone and be like, oh, you haven't seen Palm Springs? You haven't heard of it? But now, yeah. because of streaming services, everyone hears about everything everything instantly so it kind of it robs it of that but what you're going to do back to nile's arrow in back <laughs> he has managed to evade <laughs> roy and roy you know says oh yeah you can you know you can keep running but you can't hide i'll get you eventually and then starts marching towards the glowing cave
0: glowing the same colors of the earthquake earlier glowing Ooh. the same colors of the juicy what crack in the in the
2: desert yeah mm. so he he starts marching towards it intently and not far behind him is a is a crawling crawling jake strong vibes of andrew wilson uh, crawling towards the glowing bubble in time trap as did well did you say crawling jake what did i oh that's his name in brooklyn 99 brooklyn nine nine, nine, i was like <laughs> that's not. damn it jake um yeah so crawling N- niles is the is the one crawling towards the bubble i got i got those vibes of andrew wilson doing his sort of insistent yeah. crawling towards the time bubble they are both uh, this is this is of note for me at this point. Okay, so Roy is militantly walking towards the glowing. Niles is also going in. He's, he's not following him, which is strange
0: for mm. someone who's just pursued you. That you'd follow them into the place they've just yeah.
3: Found. He's also hiding from Roy at this point as well. So like once he's like safe, then. But there must be a reason why he's following Roy in.
2: And talking of following, uh, unfortunately, Sarah is also following uh, Dear Niles deep into the mystical crack. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, G-
0: Juicy earthquake. Juicy earthquake, mystical, mystical crack.
2: crack. Scott, are you all right? Are I'm you a, a geologist? Uh, I'm not pent up. I didn't say I was no, pent up. No, it's cool, man. No. Do you do you... Yeah, 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 I'm fine. Uh, now, <laughs> Sarah's, Sarah's following after him. He screams, you know, don't come after me. She can't hear him. Uh, she's very concerned, understandably. Lovely, charming, uh, wonderful Niles. She follows him in, essentially, to spoil something that gets revealed in two minutes' time. She follows him in. She
0: will follow him down.
2: As Niles gets sucked into the MC, he immediately wakes up to...
0: Massive m- crack. Moist <laughs> crack. Mystical crack. Mystical crack. <laughs> 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 so
2: he immediately he immediately wakes up to Misty's whispered wake up back in his bed. It is the morning of November 9th. We're back at the beginning of the movie. So we know where the loop begins and we know where we'll end back at. We know where we'll come back to over and over again now.
0: First trope as well, from night to day, so that we know time mm-hmm. has passed. Yep.
2: We move forward to depressed Niles drinking in the pool, as we saw before, as we see again. But this time, what the fuck did you do to me? Sarah screams. She leaps into the pool, grabs Niles. You know, she wants to know what's going on. We then immediately see that, yes, Sarah did follow him in. And we get a little bit of a, a better glimpse at the, the glowing cave, the, the the mystical crack in the in the mountain. This is our time travel device. No, uh, hmm. how do we feel about it? I we
3: very rarely see a natural time travel device. Um, I don't know if if we've kind of talked about it before, but a f- a future, oh, like a natural phenomenon. Yeah, like a natural phenomenon. So, like they're usually a device that's been invented by somebody. Um, I think we might cover a movie in the future, uh, Time Trap, one of those Netflix ones also a special glowing cave this
2: is god's time travel yeah this is what he this has provided <laughs> this for is you god's time <laughs> travel.
3: um yeah no so I, I this is maybe not not unique i can't think have we done any others that have got a natural occurrence that is also time travel not
0: yet i don't think
2: not that i know of, no they're no. all very very much man-made so yeah. i think for, for our list so far this is the first natural phenomena mm. i was totally fine with it i especially like representation simple glowy cave I don't need much more, but I, you know, the fact that oh you need the earthquake to unlock it and the fact that it's far out in the middle of the desert yeah. so not many people would have found it. I'm 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 totally fine with it.
0: Was it unlocked by an earthquake? Was it caused by an earthquake? There's a lot of questions I'd I'd like answered that don't need to be answered.
2: Back to Sniles tussling in the pool. Tala runs out. It's her wedding day. She wants, you know, she wants the commotion to stop. She makes, she breaks the cardinal sin of pool etiquette. Don't run.
3: Do not run. Do not run on the side of a swimming pool.
2: Slips, smashes some of her teeth out. Big commotion. And again, for me, this is the first time you see, oh, okay, so... Yeah, so we can have big divergence in the loops. You can do whatever you want. We are we are being groundhog dayed here. That's how I put it to myself.
3: It, there was a moment here where I was like, "Oh, this reminds me of Infinite Man because of its physical comedy." There's a lot of like slapstick in this, which I, I thought was was nice. I like that, and you know, it's, it's it was very funny. It's a funny moment.
0: I don't like teeth being knocked out. Oh I? no, no. no it
3: Ugh. No, from, from personal experience, James, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, members of your family <laughs> having teeth broken. and Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: From, from my own experience of self-extracting a tooth while on holiday, yeah, teeth are not my favourite thing.
2: After the situation dies down, Sarah and Niles uh, are just by the pool and she asks for a convincer chat. She asks, you know, tell me what is going on, explain this to me. I did wonder at this point have we ever had this before uh, on our list of a character involved in something and the other character coming up and saying convince me.
0: I'm not sure, and I also don't think we've ever had one quite so early. I think you this know. is quite a novel convincer chat in general.
3: I mean, we've had we've had people having to have the convince chat with other people to bring them in on it, but I don't think we've ever had, ever had somebody go convince me how uh, like explain, explain to me what's going me. on explain yeah. it
0: and the reference to one of those infinite time loop situations that you might have heard about yeah uh, now obviously a reference to other films groundhog day like you just mentioned yeah that they didn't want to outright say yeah. very much like a zombie film not saying the word zombie yeah
2: i find it's always really enjoyable watching movies in in uh in which movies exist So watching a film where you know that all of these people probably know about movies, like this exists in my world, it doesn't take you out of like, why would you not? If I was trying to explain something to you, I'd just be like, have you seen a time loop movie? Like, yes, movies exist. They can't outright say Groundhog Day, but you know, at least reference them.
0: Yeah, it's Shaun of the Dead is the version I think of where he says, don't say the Z word because they know it's zombies. They've seen the films. (laughs) It's one of those exact moments of everyone is aware of this situation, but you can't make it too obvious. Yeah. Perhaps slightly differently to those other time loop situations you've heard about, he seems to be able to bring people into this time loop, mm. which I don't think I've, I've ever seen in another film. Like A time loop tends to be stationary, except in ARQ, mm. when people can kind of wake up into a time loop.
3: Do we think that it's because? Well, I think in ARQ, I think we might have discussed it before. Was that once you tell somebody about the time loop, they become aware of it?
2: It was the proximity yeah. to the device at the point it was turned the point on, at which it was turned so on because yeah. they were all in, in within proximity to the device yeah. when it was turned on. They were all. It's just a case of none of them knew about it, but once they were told, they mm. retained the knowledge when they woke up the next time.
3: It, it would seem with this that it, it's just an open loop that you can just step into.
0: Which is weird and kind of jumbles my brain. And I'll talk more about it towards the end when we have the conclusion. But it it, it opens up some interesting paradoxes. Mm.
2: Sarah, just as inquisitive as we are, immediately asks to go to the cave. Niles is hesitant but takes her off. Struggling to find it, you know, Niles eventually reveals, well, you have to wait every day for the earthquake to happen. The earthquake is the thing that reveals it cracks open the earth and now we have this nice glowing cave we can wander into. And
0: I've just realised that implies that he discovered the cave the same day the earthquake happened. So what made him wander into the desert exactly at, just after the earthquakes occurred to find this hole?
2: Probably to commit suicide. In the version of the movie they were going to make first
3: yeah, time round. I think probably he accidentally stumbles on it trying to find somewhere to kill himself
2: in the so desert. So there's
0: I? almost a film that has happened that we haven't seen. A depressing film where he goes out to kill himself and but mm. ends up in this time travel loop. Yeah, like a prequel.
2: <laughs> Not to skip ahead too much, but there are two mentions he makes in this movie. He says off offhandedly to Sarah and to Roy. Slowly dying in the ICU is no way to go and yeah. nothing comes of that you never see a hospital in this movie no. uh, uh you know it's it's obviously tangentially kind of relevant mm. because of the fact that they are dealing with dying over and over again and not being able to die etc but he makes reference to those two things yeah as if he has a, as if he has a terminal illness and doesn't want to die slowly in a hospital room mm.
0: he also does say at one point that he's committed suicide a lot of times.
3: Yeah, and he get make he kind of impresses upon Sarah the point that the pain's real. You yeah. might you might wake up at the end of it but the pain's real. So it's kind of it th- is darker than it's letting
2: on this. There's what? a couple of moments where it's like I think essentially there are still just a couple of They've done an excavation job. Mm. They've gone into the into the script. They've gone into the movie, taken out a bunch of stuff relating to that, yeah. whether terminal illness, intention to commit suicide, etc., etc. Taken that stuff out and replaced it with other stuff. But there are still just some kind of marks left, so you know there was some stuff here, wasn't there? You've mentioned the ICU twice, mm. and it doesn't really come to much. And and as we said, being in the desert in the first place, uh, and and that kind of lonely. Wandering out into nothingness. So, so yeah, I think there's just some some kind of remnants of the of a previous screenplay. Yeah, I, I suppose
0: he, maybe he walked in, saw his girlfriend being eaten out, and went, "This is the last straw. I'm <laughs> off into the desert." Mate. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: it. Yeah, buy a pasta, no less. Yeah, you
0: know? <laughs> interesting. Something about the time travel in this film. We've seen uh, loops before, for example, in uh, in ARQ. We saw that there was a loop that was caused basically at the end of a certain amount of time. This loop only resets when you sleep. We've even learnt that at one point he talks that he made it all the way to Equatorial Guinea. It only resets when you fall asleep, which means if you can stay awake for 11 days and eventually die of exhaustion, you could live those 11 days, see what happens in the world. Mm. You could almost get a sneak preview of what's going to happen mm. and then when you do eventually get out the loop you'd have a little bit of foresight in the world and niles
2: being you know unambitious not nihilist that he is doesn't care enough to at least probably look at the stock market and using the wi-fi at the villa buy some buy some stuff and primer himself into some yeah. boosted income
0: interesting philosophical term you use that scott nihilism uh, he does say no choice but to live learn how to suffer existence which is basically bread and butter nihilism his name is Niles. Niles. He <laughs> suffers yeah. from nihilism. And right at the end of the film, we learn he has a dog called Fred, who well, I wonder, is that Frederick Nietzsche? Yeah, oh, yeah. Invention nice. of Nihilism. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> As you mentioned, James, Niles clarifies that you don't need to go into the cave to reset your day. Falling asleep anywhere resets it anywhere, anytime. But that if you go into the cave, it will reset your day. This didn't mesh. <laughs> mesh-mel. <laughs> Call me meshmel. <laughs> <laughs> This didn't mesh well with my kind of understanding I you know, thinking of time as a as a line, and so you're thinking that if people are resetting within a within a fixed period, everyone's line is the same size. He says to Sarah, Go in, you'll wake up tomorrow. Go in right now, you'll wake up tomorrow. She says, Well what happens to you? He says, Well I just go about my day until I fall asleep or I go in. So is she in purgatory? Does she, while he is living out the rest of that day or 10 days or five days, however long it takes him to sleep or go into the cave, whilst he is living that, where is she? What is she doing?
0: We've had two time travellers before, for example, in Primer, both travelling in the same timeline, but they still can interact with each other and they're always somewhere. You know that if one's not there right now, he's in the box or whatever. This is, I think, the first time we've had two time travellers in the same time travel traveling from different moments but arriving at the same moment and interestingly she's the one who wakes up first so she could wake up go in see him sleeping but he's had those 11 hours doing something else somewhere else exactly right the way,
3: the way i i had the same thought as you scott the way i put it down to it is it's the day resetting not their individual timelines so when the morning resets they're both back in that timeline so no matter how how early she steps through the glowing mystical crack as you named it <laughs> um that moment is instantaneous for her yeah but it's almost like time stops and then so she's in a purgatory so she's she's like and it's instant it's instant for her that's how i read it
0: yeah she's she's not in a purgatory she's just traveling back less so she's only traveling yeah. back the 9 hours whereas he when he travels back the Say 11 days, five days yeah whatever wherever. yeah yeah he's traveling back all of those days so the time doesn't get lost anywhere he's but they, just they, they just, yeah.
2: they just, just always still arrive the at the same time I mean I, yeah. I understand that is how it's exactly Th- how it works that is how it yeah, is, it's, yeah, it's, it's, is on the, yeah. it's on the on the screen in front of me Yeah. but you get what I'm trying to say oh, basically oh totally you know? it's,
3: it's one of those like time travel like paradoxical things where it it shouldn't doesn't make any sense because time travel is not real so it can it can almost be whatever it
2: wants to be in terms of and they get as you said they can just make it whatever they want it to be yeah, yeah. she goes back now he goes back in six hours time but they'll both they'll both just be there at the same time how does that work oh you know it's a magical cave scott why are you asking questions
3: (laughs) also because i i i think as well because it that's always happened that's how it always happens so he's he's always in the room waiting asleep and she always wakes up first and goes into him or whatever happens from that point onwards
2: Evidencing the information we've just received from Niles, Sarah, deciding she needs to just get the hell away from all of this, drives as far as the eye can see and tries to stay awake as long as her eyes can last, is unfortunately not successful, immediately wakes wakes back up in Palm Springs morning of November 9th. She grabs Niles again, pops him in the car, they're going for a drive so that he can answer some more questions. He says in this drive. It could be life. It could be death. It could be dreams. I could be imagining you. You could be imagining me. It could be purgatory. It could be a glitch in the simulation. Very much kind of echoing this film's flexibility, this film's lack of depth. And that sounds like a negative, but I I think I mean it positively. I definitely don't mean it negatively. It's not a depthy film. It doesn't kind of care to specifically say like, oh no, this, this, this measurements and numbers and kind of things. You can make it up for yourself. They could be going through whatever they're going through. A witch could have made this time loop. A wizard could have made it. A demon could have made it. It could be a an abstract from the, the nth dimension. Well, who cares? Just enjoy the movie kind of thing. So I, I appreciated that kind of thing. Him just reeling off the ways in which, yeah, it could be all of these things and none of them.
0: And then that also explains why it doesn't necessarily, you know, conventionally work like time travel as we imagine. And this is where he describes that she's actually not the first person that he's brought back in time with him he's also done it to roy in the past big roy uh, roy certainly long enough ago that it was when niles would still wear a suit to the wedding so it yeah. can't have been many loops in because i imagine you'd get bored of that pretty quick yeah
2: that's the great thing like because of the wedding setting and because we know well andy sandberg discovered uh this at the wedding we know that any of the people in this movie are guests at the wedding. It's kind of fixed. It's ring fence so that we don't have to, you know, kind of wonder. Or maybe Roy's like a, a cowboy from 400 years ago who also got trapped in the in the time loop and is is here to take him out Jumanji style. No, he's, he's just a depressed dad who
0: wants to party. Yep.
2: And party they did. A party that, you know, after nicking the pasta stash, results in, you know, much drug taking, many desert hijinks. And finally, Roy back at the cave. And before Niles can stop Roy from going in, he passes out from all of the drugs that he's taken. And Roy wanders straight in. Okay, fine. You're all happy. Everything's great. Roy said, I'd love to spend the rest of my life like this. I want to live like this forever. Roy was not a happy boy when he woke up.
0: Very monkeys poor. I wish I could live this day forever. (laughs) Okay you can you can yeah luckily
2: roy lives in irvine i immediately paused googled irvine is one hour and 37 minutes from palm springs on a on a good day traffic wise so he's about an hour and 40 away which means that he does come he does visit but just not every day because who wants to commute like that you know no.
3: yeah it's probably just having every time he goes for uh niles he's having a bad day he's like what shall i do today i'll go kill niles again
2: after Sarah, again, just evidences the rule that Niles has told her of, we can't die. It doesn't matter. If you kill yourself, you just go back to the bed. There's three ways to get yourself back to that morning bed. You walk into the cave, you fall asleep or you, or you die. And so she speeds headfirst into a truck. They die. They're back. And so she kind of mellows out just a little bit. They they go to grab their beer. She asks about Roy. He explains the whole situation. And the visits are never very pleasant. If Roy's not a happy boy. He blames Niles profusely for what is happening to him. Uh, some of the dead that we get to see in a glorious montage. Electrocution. I only managed to get a couple of them. <laughs> yeah. Electrocution. Waterboarding, which is just, yep. that's an act of hatred. And uh filling a pool with gasoline, which is an act of effort.
3: Yeah. Did you get the, the slight reference they put into J.K. Simmons' acting roles, by the way? No. One, no. one of the times he comes back, he's dressed in like a black suit with a whip, which is a whiplash
1: reference. Uh. And I, I, now,
3: now I think about it, I wonder if there are other J.K. Simmons film roles that are are those things that that, those like murders if you like i guarantee it yeah
2: after we're finished with roy's best kills montage (laughs) sarah continuing her questioning of the situation justly asks niles well if you've been at this wedding kind of infinitely for a long long time who have you who have you hooked up with you must have had sex right niles very funny sequence by the way. After reeling off some some wonderful options for who he may have had sex with and slash did have sex with, Niles mentions that you know he did he did not have sex with Sarah. He didn't sleep with her. She's quite surprised by this, you know he he either didn't or he can barely remember it. He's being you know to us as the audience standoffish about the coy about mm-hmm. the whole thing, let's say.
0: I think we've noticed from a lot of films sex and time travel go hand in hand. Oh yeah, and not just regular normal sex trying things that you wouldn't normally, doing things that you couldn't possibly. It's its an, yeah. a minefield. Yeah.
2: When in Palm Springs, but a also when one. in time loop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I liked also the caveat of, no, I didn't fuck Jerry. Jerry fucked me. Jerry fucked me. <laughs> well, when in time okay, travel.
2: Shukran for that, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's Sarah's still looking for a way to get out consistently and so she she starts to think well maybe it's a karmic thing maybe I just need to make amends maybe I need to be be a better person maybe I need to groundhog day this bad boy basically so she, she waits until the wedding goes up and whispers something that we don't get to hear, but it's something profound and sisterly and meaningful to Tala who walks off from Abe and Tala and and our girl, Sarah, she's convinced like, no, I've done it now. I'm good. I'm going to exit this loop because I've, I've cleansed my soul. Sarah is wrong. And she finally, finally comes around to just meeting Niles halfway into his nihilism and, and accepting that nothing much matters. Let's just have fun. Let's, let's live in this. That begins with a a visit to Niles's secret safe house pool. The owners are away uh, for the day. They might be away for, well, they might be away for one day, two days, ten days a year. They might never come back. But for for Niles and, and now Sarah's purposes, they are away for this day. So they get to enjoy a bit more of a private pool. And we get a wonderful montage of all of the various ways in which they've been having fun, some, some shooting, crashing a plane, a nice choreographed dance in the, uh, in the, I thought it was going to be like a roadhouse scenario where they <laughs> yeah. just walked straight in and kicked up a fuss, but it was actually a lot more dirty dancing, a lot more that kind of swaysy vibe, which I was digging. And we see them, bit of foreshadowing for later. We also get to see them making bombs, making a lot of stuff explode as you would, I, having fun endlessly.
0: Yeah, very much another Chekhov's gun situation with mm. not only they're going to need explosives later, but there are plenty of explosives. Explosives to be had. Yeah. Um, and we also get to see uh, Niles have his one millionth birthday, which obviously is supposed to be a bit of a joke. But he does say at one point that he hopes it's not that long because he doesn't really know how long he's been there. Yeah.
2: He's really drifted, but at this point into the kind of endless, like I, uh, I don't know, months, weeks, years. They've they've all kind of. He said, and he and he says as much. He says, you know, well, now, today, tomorrow, they will forever be today. It's all the same. He is that. There's that kind of like comedic nihilism, but also genuine <laughs> settled depression nihilism. Yeah. Of like, yeah, he's he's stuck in a rut, and he's also potentially this is his millionth time round, and that that party's really nice, really cute, and it. it echoes as well how much time they've now spent together if she feels like you know she spent enough time with him to know that like you feel like you've been in here for a million to a million goes around already they are now sharing a a life together
3: i also love the i don't know if you noticed it the background all the people in the bar there's nobody's joining in with the party
2: of course not how (laughs) did she 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 manage to decorate (laughs) it i know it's crazy and so we arrive at a campsite bonfire It's time for them to get into their feelings, have a nice little intimate chat. Niles doesn't care about Sarah's past, but Sarah does. Sarah cares deeply about pasts in general. She reveals she's she was married for two years at one point. You know, pasts are important. The kind of person you are is important. And after they continue to get a bit deep, they are interrupted by dinosaurs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, they do admit that they're on magic mushrooms at this point, but they both see the dinosaurs and... That's not the only time you see dinosaurs in this film. You see dinosaurs twice more, Mm. once at the end of the film, but also you've actually been seeing them all along. Really? The cans of beer that they're drinking from, the brand name is apparently Akupara, which is the world turtle in Hindu mythology. But on the cans, it's not a world turtle. It's the world on a dinosaur on a turtle. Do you know the phrase turtles all the way down?
3: Oh, no, but please elaborate. So
0: there's a couple of probably apocryphal stories about various philosophers talking about how God isn't real or how time works or whatever. Um, Again, very much back into the Friedrich Nietzsche nihilism area. But one of them is supposedly that a great philosopher, and I believe this is Stephen Hawking's quote, that a great philosopher, potentially Bertrand Russell, was talking about how the start and end of the universe was and how time worked. And an old lady in the audience told him, that actually the world was a disc balanced on top of a turtle. And he asked, okay, well, what's underneath the turtle then? And she joked and said, ha, well, that's the funny thing. It's turtles all the way down. (laughs) (laughs) And it's very much the idea of the infinite loop of there is no end and the turtles all the way down kind of joke.
2: We also, just before the dinosaurs, get Niles' candy bar analogy, which I'm, I, at first, I just shrugged off, but it does come up later in the movie. So just for the purposes, the candy bar analogy, James.
0: Basically, this is his very loose interpretation of what his personal nihilism is, which is that once something has happened to him, all of his past, it doesn't matter. He can't change it. Very much the Timon and Pumba in The Lion King with the put the past behind you, whatever it's over with. Which is, as we learn, the exact opposite worldview that we get from Sarah, where everything about her life is her fear of consequences from her past. So we know, example, her being married for two years, the fact that, we, as we're going to learn, she's been sleeping with the groom... lots of things for her she's very haunted by her past whereas his view is kind of the exact opposite once he's eaten that chocolate bar doesn't matter that it's a moment on the lips a lifetime on the hips it's gone (laughs)
2: that's a good time travel phrase Uh, yeah it's good yeah (laughs) back in the tent Post dinosaurs, post mushrooms, post candy bar analogy. Sarah wants to get jiggy with it, and get jiggy with it she does, wild wild west style. That's two Will Smith references in one sentence. You're welcome.
1: Thanks, thanks for that. that. And we are now
2: at the we are now at the halfway point of the movie. And as Niles and Sarah fall asleep in each other's arms, which of course ports them back to their morning beds, we get the reveal. As you mentioned, James, that Sarah wakes up in Abe the groom's bed. Sarah has been sleeping, or at least last night, slept with. Her sister's fiance. <gasps> D-
0: and it means Dirty audible. And it means that her happiest moment she's had so far, when she's finally realized maybe she could live in this world, has been brought crashing back down to earth, and again her her memory of her past events and the consequences of them just come flooding back to her.
2: Meeting up, Nyara go for another drive, and Niles is finally feeling a little less nihilistic.
0: I'm sorry, what?
2: Nyara, it's Niles and Sarah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's <either> around. <laughs> oh, God.
2: Okay. Niles is finally feeling less nihilistic, guys. Yeah, you know, but unfortunately for him, it's just as Sarah has decided that, you know, being trapped with her all consuming guilt is absolutely not for her. She wants out of the infinite loop and she's decided to, she's getting to a more reckless point. And it's just at this moment being trapped with the, the, her guilt in the infinite loop. One of, one of my favorite cure songs, uh, just at this moment, <laughs> that Roy rocks up on their tail. They don't know it is him at the moment. Now suspects it is, it is actually Roy, He's masquerading as a cop and Sarah, feeling reckless, decides, it's go time. We're not taking this from this man anymore. You said he just keeps coming and killing you. You told me about the the waterboarding at the least. So so we're taking things into our own hands now. She, she pulls over. She managed to fool her way into the back of his car. And eventually, as he's approaching for another Niles kill shot, she runs him over. But Niles, less than pleased, emphasizes to her that you know, even though the people might not remember, we have to remember, you know, including Roy. So Roy will remember what you've just done. I'll remember, and you have to remember. It's a bit, you know, a salient point. Unfortunately, the salient points don't last that much for Niles because, as Sarah, angry, says that, what well, if she'd known he was going to be such a pretentious sad boy, she wouldn't have fucked him. She wouldn't be here with him. Niles, you know, is off offhand, you know, well, we've we've had sex millions of times, thousands of times. He says, which is absolutely not something you should be saying to sarah and it's not ever something you should have hidden from sarah and at this point a movie we have spoken about in the past not on the podcast i got strong passengers oh vibes. man I oh absolutely just about chris
0: passengers. pratt is that, that the chris, my chris pratt, pratt-, pratt- oh, talk yeah. that was it you're so, completely
3: right yeah yeah i just i immediately i went oh it's like chris pratt and passengers
2: and uh, passengers is yeah. like three years before this. I'm not yeah. saying, you know, why is it so similar to passengers, but it's a, it's a surprisingly similar conceit. Yeah. You have brought a woman into an unending life cycle. Yeah.
0: She's stuck yeah, yeah, you it's against it's her will It's very similar isn't it yeah.
2: You, yeah you've stuck a woman against her will In an unending life cycle And both the movie and you the character Want to tell us But you should still think he's charming like, yeah. You should still yeah. think he's a good guy yeah. I've got to be honest From from this point on I kind of thought Niles was kind of a shit dude yeah. And he's still funny Of course there's still laughs But he's kind of a crap dude yeah. I mean
0: of course When you then think back on it It makes perfect sense We talked at the very start About that choreographed scene We sort of felt like Oh he just knows the party well enough But no He's practiced this routine to sleep with her so many times that he is a complete expert. He doesn't even need to look where he's going, Yeah. and he's gotten to the point of having sex with her thousands of times, apparently. Well, and and, and only been interrupted once yeah, by Roy. By Roy, yeah, that's which happened the... to be the time she's brought forward. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's it's kind of pathological, like it's weirdly like uh, you know over and over and over and over and over again to not. Tell the person, like, hey, so, yeah, we have had sex a bunch of times, but it's not, like, weird uh, or anything because I'm stuck in a time loop and uh, I find you attractive. And every time you've found me attractive, I didn't do anything weird or unconsensual. It's just, it's happened over and over. No problem. To just hide it and be like, oh, no, 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 this... This whole time we're doing right now, totally unique, yeah, it's all, it's all well and good. We've never, yeah, super, super passengersy, y super Chris pratt mm. not on board with it, weird.
0: And what's interesting is we kind of felt like we've been watching the film from Niles' perspective. Mm. But the reality is we've actually just seen the moments that are in Sarah's timeline. Yeah. So we've seen the first time that he interacts with her and brings her to the, through the portal. And then the whole rest of the film is just the time that she's in. Mm. So we, we don't know anything about Niles. We are just as, he's just as alien to us as he is to her.
3: I mean, I, when he, obviously early or early stages, when he realizes he's stuck in the time loop, he can do anything he wants, can't he? I mean, that, I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff that he's done that's like really close to the mark, but it's just, it just, it does feel like that passenger's vibe. I said, exactly the same thought.
2: Sarah. Not happy in any way, shape, or form. Ghosts Niles completely says she wants out of this situation, but also from her relationship with Niles or burgeoning relationship with Niles. Heads off. We 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 are with Niles now. He tries he tries and fails to find her, and eventually just settles into into a deep funk. He's you know lonely lonely sad boy, deservedly so. The funk is only interrupted by Niles's wonderful scent. Talent, his
0: his
2: bloodhound blood skills. Yeah. Niles' bloodhound skills. When he's in Abe's room uh, for some sort of pre-wedding dinner drinks with the boys, just lying there, nonplussed, not giving a damn, and he smells the very shampoo that uh, Sarah has been wearing. Uh,
0: hair mist, Scott.
2: I don't. I listen. I know hair what you're. Mist. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I knew as I wrote down shampoo, I was like, it's something else that <laughs> like they could potentially use, but I refuse to exist. <laughs> like you eat no, <laughs>
0: no. A hair mist, just perfume. What the perfume fuck is a hair, hair mist? It's it's like really weak perfume. Oh, just wash your hair with nice shampoo. Links that Africa smells. for your head. Links Africa for your head. Okay, cool. Okay, that's so
2: it. he smells the hair mist on. Anyway, he smells the hair mist on Abe's pillow. <laughs> he smells the hair mist on Abe's pillow. Immediately puts two and two together. Oh, okay. So she wakes up in this bed. Hold on, if she wakes up in this bed, it's Abe's bed. Oh, that's why she's felt so rotten. She's been sleeping with Abe.
0: I, I know what the logical conclusion is here. You stab Abe with a fork. Stab yeah. him right in his, in his handsome cheek. <laughs> <laughs> he outs Abe at the
2: wedding. They tussle. He gets a, a, a stabs Abe. Niles stabs Abe in the in the face with a fork. Immediately we get the reset. And so we're back at the at the wedding. Niles, uh, or should I call him Kryles, <laughs> no, is, is sobbing away, realizing that he loves Sarah. Finally come to, to a, a late realization.
0: Interesting that you uh, mentioned his handsome cheek. Apparently he was so handsome That in the shower scene The audiences got distracted by his abs And <laughs> yeah. they had to recolor the scene mm-hmm. To make him less distracting mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I mean th- if this movie doesn't sell you On why he was chosen to be TV Superman you uh, After yeah. seeing this movie You will know why Yeah. <laughs> the guy's, the guys a handsome chiseled chalk
0: Yeah.
2: Niles in his loneliness and despair Reaches out to
0: Roy The only man who can understand him The only man who can understand him Yeah <laughs>
2: Roy is living it up though. Roy's living it up family style. We've seen, you know, this kind of like desolate uh, family style. He's living it up family style. (laughs) Everyone in this movie is kind of in a, so far in Palm, you know, just this sun drenched Palm Springs, Brett Easton Ellis movie, sexy people having a a wedding just, you know, whereas no, we get, now we're over we're in Irvine, baby. It's the suburbs. It's, It's Roy and his, and his and he says it, not me, Roy and his best, best shape of her life, wife, and his and his lovely kids so he's living it up family style yeah he's having a great time
0: which is interesting because at the very start of the film he does talk about how depressed he is with his kind of crappy marriage yeah like
3: humdrum family lifestyle yeah
0: but obviously he's learnt through the kind of film his own personal purgatory that no, it's it's not a purgatory for him. This is actually kind of his dream life. Does he describe it as the perfect day at one point? He says yeah. it was
2: always yeah. a good day here. That's it, yeah. And that's, it's a really nice kind of elegant... Yeah. He actually, in fact, says that he was... The reason he's just been killing Niles continually is because he was just angry, basically. Mm. The only thing that gets him to the point of realization to mellowing is the fact that Sarah ran him over and it popped him in hospital and, and he was in hospital and they wouldn't let him sleep because they were too scared of going into coma. So he was just alive and awake in hospital for long enough in pain and in agony but also having seen what had just happened to him he came to the realisation that like what am I doing here I'm out chasing a guy killing him there's now someone else involved she's killed me I've got like a perfectly good day here already and it's a nice realisation that he's come to and he's very chill living out family style
0: it turns out he'd found his Irvine
2: he oh. had found his Irvine and he
0: tells uh he tells Niles you need to go find your
2: Irvine my friend one hour 37 minutes or so yeah. just in a uh, just nowhere near me and he breaks up with him basically roy yeah. he says like we're done here this yeah. will be you know this is and it now. niles gets one last uh one last one last killing for the memories <laughs> just you know to beat the traffic <laughs> you know,
3: just when you think of this movie's becoming a little bit kind of all about the emotions and the ride of it all uh, uh roy points out his child is just watering a dog turd as well which nice. I thought was I
2: was, a did a love music. that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Strongly um, appreciate being murdered in a bin as well. <laughs> for a tidy cleanup. Yeah, yeah. Point
0: blank bow and arrow moment, yeah. Uh, I also it was a bow and arrow direct to the heart. Yeah, yeah. Of all the places he went for, he went straight yeah, for heart.
2: Good. It came from the heart to the heart. <laughs> we can now we get some real sort of juicy stuff. we cut to Sarah and we get to see well what's Sarah been up to since she ghosted Niles Roadside, since they had their their breakup as it were. Sarah, what's Niles been up to, by the way, just so we can, you know, drinking, crying, just being lonely. So Sarah woke up, immediately broke up with Abe, said to hell with this, and then went about learning some goddamn quantum mechanics. She got to work because your girl Sarah wants out of this situation. Love her. Love it. Love her. What a vibe. What motivation. Love it. Well done, Sarah. Good for you. Uh, Niles could never... Niles could never, genuinely. <laughs> Sarah studies the cave. Sarah measures the cave. She tests her theories. Sarah uses the goat. A question for all time
1: from Superfan TTFC. She watches the movies.
0: She's groovy. A
1: N N E.
0: Okay, so. <laughs> so, a uh, quick question. Using humanity's current (laughs) understanding of physics, could anybody stuck in a time loop begin to understand time travel? That's a quick question from our superfan, (laughs) Anne. Was (laughs) it? I can't tell.
2: (laughs) Could anyone stuck in a, in today's day and age, could anyone feasibly stuck in a time loop? Study quantum physics, learn quantum physics, learn how to get out or at least learn time travel, right? I'm going to throw two things at you now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, a wrench and my wrench and <laughs> my, <laughs> my slipper and that music again.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, there's this, uh, there's this thing that we, we talk about in engineering quite a lot. That's, that's if uh, it's a Japanese sort of study that says that if you spend a thousand hours doing the same thing, that eventually you become a master of it. That's the kind of Japanese philosophy we, you know, reference it a lot when we're doing. stuff. There's like
2: a Malcolm Gladwell thing, isn't there? That the he's 10, like 000 ten thousand hours, 000 hours yeah. and you become a master.
3: So it's so it's you know I I, I think probably would we would be ascertained that she spent more than a
2: thousand hours. What are we? Yeah, what are we working with in terms of how long? Were a couple of months. It how, looks I mean, like how
3: long? How long would would we say it would take to get a PhD in quantum physics?
0: Okay, so if we're looking at the two different angles. If we look from Niles' perspective, it's certainly been what looks to be months because he's managed to go through a whole series of mental anguish and it, it's been a significant period of time. It would take you a year to do a foundation degree in something, three years to do a BSc, four to do a Master's, five maybe to do your PhD. So if we assume she's you know studying all the time, unlike someone who's doing their PhD, which studies most of the time, Five years? Cut that down? Three years?
2: What if you just cherry-picked exactly what you needed?
0: Yeah, okay. So if we're saying that he thinks it's been a few months, why don't we say she's probably been there for a year studying quantum mechanics and nothing else? And not just all quantum mechanics, she's drilling down specifically down to what parts relate to time travel.
2: Mm. Also, chucking in a bit of geology in there as well. She wants to know that rock well. Yeah, like she, you know, like she's she's got to study everything, right? Do some geology. Study goats (laughs) while you're at it. Study what type of goat am I dealing with here? well. bomb making. Exactly. There's there's There's, there's too much information about that on the internet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's one very good cookbook that you could use for that. (laughs) I see. Um, There's a few books that we see. There's a lecturer that we even get to talk to. The first things we notice are there's a book, quantum mixing matrices. Now. I think I've said before, I'm not, not an expert on quantum mechanics, but that does talk about, for example, why matter dominates over antimatter. It's it's very kind of deep um, quantum mechanics down to the molecular level. And then the wave structure of matter, something a little bit easier to understand, which is that all particles can also be expressed as a wave function. So very much like how matter can travel in a, in a way that is non-normal. Um, and then we even hear her talking to uh, someone a little bit famous in a way you might not realise Clifford Johnson And who's Clifford Johnson? Uh,
2: doesn't he do some consulting on Marvel
0: movies? That's
2: all I've heard his well, name I That's mean, the only he,
3: thing I know He is a physicist Yeah He is a physicist scientist And yeah he consults on Marvel to make some of their scientific choices I guess make make more sure, sense Sure, but, but he Someone's he... got to He's the, the physicist who they consulted for this movie's time travel yeah. as well. Yeah, nice so, to get a little, like, real world. Nice. Yeah, like, you nice.
2: can't have Stephen Hawking anymore. Like, that's what it would no. be you know, if it was yeah. a bigger budget movie, legit. You yeah. can't have Albert Einstein. I'll follow you down, took him off the table, so.
0: Well, what's important is that, as we know, he knows what he's talking about, and genuinely, the science that she reads up on in this, this all checks out. This is all very much on brand mm. of what you'd expect from time travel. She even talks about... um there being a a a corky or corky or couchy horizon, um which is basically the idea that on kind of one side of an equation is all the things you can use to describe space on the other side is all the things you can use to describe time again, I'm very much not an expert, but it is the kind of thing that someone researching time travel would definitely look into mm. i
3: i I got from it that the outcome she comes up with makes sense within the study that I think she would have done. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of it it, it feels like she has learned what she needs to learn. So like we said, just drilling down, finding those points that she needs. So maybe she doesn't need to do ten thousand hours worth of work. She's she's learned what she needs to know in the situation. I think
2: there's yeah, like there's theoretical and there's application, and I can easily see her saying, well, if I don't need this theoretical, I'll just go with the application of it and assume. And just by the fact that I can do it over and over again, I'll eventually be like, well, that works. Do you know why it works? I don't. Need to know why it works? I know it works and keep going, hence, you know, blah blah blah.
0: And then I suppose ultimately the question is: could we see Sarah learning enough? Could could she do it? Could Niles have done it? No. Probably not (laughs) Niles because of his emotional state. Sarah's in an emotional state where I think she could certainly have put the time in. Yeah. Does she have the smarts? We we don't know enough about her. Does an average person have the smarts? Again, we we don't know how much time they're doing it for. I think. It's not the least believable part of this film is my conclusion. I, I
2: listen. If it was time travel, they had, she had access to or anyone had access to fine. I would have qualms. It's a time loop. So it's essentially a trial and error machine. And Mm. so honestly. Uh, you could give me zero books and texts, and just say, "Well, Scott, try and work out that cave." And I say, "Okay, today I'm going to throw a shoe into it. Tomorrow I'm going to throw my underwear into it, and I'm going to keep going. And eventually, a million times down the line." the The X factor here is that she seems to do it in a matter of months because Niles doesn't forget about her it, or say, "You've been yeah. gone for ten years." No, it seems like a couple of weeks or months, which is yeah. impressive. But Sarah's very determined, and the, that speaks to her character.
3: The other thing about it is is that she we we never we only, we see her achieve her her goals pretty quickly after she's worked all this out. She might have tried this a ton of times and it hasn't worked because what's the worst that happens? She blows herself up and she dies. Exactly. And she goes back yeah. to the beginning of the day and yeah. she could just sneak out again like she did before. So, you know, that that's something. to I, The only thing I will say is that when she, earlier in the movie, when she makes the trip all the way back to her house, there's a lot of books around. So that suggested to me that she was learn, learned in terms of she reads oh back in her like home yeah. home and in and austin there, austin there, texas there were kind of things around there was a computer there and there was bits and pieces and there seemed to be an area where she's working but you don't know a lot about her background but there's definitely a, a, several big bookshelves
0: with what look like serious totally there's wrong.
2: like one edited bit of dialogue where she's just yeah. like i'm a particle physicist <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: and and let's face it the conclusion she comes up with which makes sense and again ultimately does work in the film is to first test it with a stopwatch and she learns that it lasts about 3.2 seconds. Maybe a pie reference. We yeah, do definitely get a lot. do get yeah. a lot of pie wondered, references in these films. Yeah. It's just,
2: it's, if it is, it's inelegant. Like, yeah. oh, you just round yeah. it up. Like.
0: Um, then we also see her test it with an animal, a goat, which we assume she then unfortunately traps this poor goat living the same day over and over again. Which, if it's the day that someone decides to turn up to that weird shooting range and blow it up, what a shame for that goat. <laughs> and then ultimately, she is the one who blows it up yeah. and. Interestingly, she says she doesn't know where the goat goes. Now, I'll come back to that at the end of the film because I have some interesting questions about that. Okay.
2: Yeah, the, the, the not being here as a, as equals they got out is an interesting kind of leap in logic.
0: Especially with something that we see later in the film. Mm-hmm.
2: She draws a lovely, uh, time diagram for love our it. boy Niles. I love a good time diagram. It's essentially a, a recreation of his candy bar analogy. She draws his candy bar in, in nice kind of Michelangelo's, uh, uh, perfect man <laughs> diagram. Did you get the,
3: um, earlier on, I don't think we mentioned it when they're doing their montage of like things that they're enjoying uh, they both tattoo each other and they do the classic thing of drawing dicks on of each course. other. When Niles draws the dick on Sarah it's almost an exact copy of her time travel diagram.
2: Really, I didn't
3: see it's that. It's Really bizarre. So, like, it was a there's smooth, a, smooth
2: bald dick. Th- th- smooth bald dick. Hers has the smooth ball Yeah. yeah. There,
3: well, there is a. That's what he's. That, that's what he's drawing. That's what I'm saying. It's Niles doing it. To say Niles drawing
2: is the one that's. So the,
3: the 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 kind of her. You know, she makes that big point about. He says, uh, make sure that the, the the jizz is in a straight line leaving, and it's yeah. like it's breaking out of a box. There's a real like link between the two of them. It's really weird. I found that online somewhere, somebody pointed
2: it out. I thought it was really interesting. But anyway, sorry. As you said, James, the plan is to to blow themselves and the cave up during that three point two second window, just before they actually get sucked into the to the anomaly or to the to this glowy space cave ball thing. Sarah says, "We, you know, we could wake up today, 20 years from now, or dead under a pile of rocks, but it's better than just being trapped in the limbo, So, to which I would agree. But Niles is resistant. And this is uh, another weird moment for Niles. Niles is resistant. He tells Sarah that he loves her and that he he doesn't actually want to leave the loop. He doesn't want to go back to to real life. He wants to stay in this perfect world with her. He loves her. Let's just stay like this. They, they're they're at an impasse because Sarah absolutely has to leave. She's given us more than enough character definition now. She is a, a a creature of of kind of forward momentum. She wants to get out. She's been trying to get out. She won't stop. She's learned the quantum mechanics. Niles is a is a sloth. Niles is there just you know existing. He's uh, we've we've experienced his depression at the beginning of the movie we've experienced his nihilism we expect this from him and yet they are still at an impasse and so they essentially say goodbye to one another i also was reminded of the trope that we only excavated a couple of episodes ago it's the bad boyfriends love time travel
0: correct yeah that's bad boyfriends true do love time travel
2: having said their goodbye to one another uh they head back into the cave they reset niles wakes and breaks up with misty nice the wedding goes ahead as planned. Sarah gives a a meaningful, firm, lovely speech uh, to both uh, Tara and Abe, Tala and Abe, and she heads off to blow this joint. Literally, just before she leaves the wedding to go off to the cave, bomb suit, bomb vest in 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 arm underarm, she leaves a voicemail on her phone she just leaves like a little voicemail for someone there's like a little end of a phone call da, 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 and that's it and then she's interrupted by the old woman again and, and you know some other stuff happens but i just wanted to uh, this voicemail goes nowhere it's am classic, i mistaken
0: another classic trope though well the, the trope I... is the
2: pivotal phone call but there's nothing pivotal about it
0: okay. except there is please enlighten oh, yeah, me yeah please do because at the very end of the film there is a post-credit scene and in that post-credits scene, we have Roy talk about that weird message your girlfriend le- left me last night. Oh no way! So it's
3: it's Sarah telling Roy oh, how to get out of it. Okay. It is. So it oh, is indeed. That's her, yeah, that it's, was a, lost a, oh, it's a pivotal it phone call. Yeah, I, you are right. You are. I right. read it as she was calling her ex-husband to make amends for when she got oh really <laughs> you just, I read you that just filled wrong. in some canon just yeah. right I'll put just some like, story I've only here. got these bits of information
2: I'll mash them together it's funny because oh, I I so could have sense. you know what I think it's because Roy said in the Roy says in the after credits I got Sarah's message in my head I'm thinking text mm. she makes a phone call but what they both mean is voice message and yeah. so it's just a difference of terminology yeah. I didn't connect the two I, I get yeah I knew Sarah she fills Roy in because one of my yeah. biggest things at the end of this movie was tell Roy and so <laughs> they do tell Roy great um but i didn't put the two and two together i'm i'm really glad i would have i wouldn't have been happy if that that phone call just went anywhere i would have thought it was maybe again just the remnants of an old screenplay that didn't make their way out of this one but i'm I'm glad it pays off
3: i'll tell you who doesn't tell roy niall
2: yeah doesn't give a damn (laughs) fuck him (laughs) as i said after leaving the, the little voicemail the old woman rocks up again second time in the movie she says a bunch of stuff. They have a bit of you know small talk, but the only you know you know the line I'm talking about the line she says she says I suppose I you'll guess, be going soon. <laughs> I suppose you'll be going soon. Yeah, exactly. I guess you'll be going now. Um, there's a lot of stuff about this old woman, both on the internet. You know, general gen, a mm-hmm. big takeaway for a lot of people uh, after yeah. this movie is the old woman. Um, so I'll begin by just asking you: uh, Do you think the old woman is uh, uh, also a time loop trapee?
0: Well, I I do. I think there's definitely a chance that at some point she maybe worried about Niles, followed him into the desert. Maybe it was a night that he was trying something a little bit kinkier and she saw where he (laughs) went. She followed him through and she's just never admitted it because in her advanced age, being at her grandson's wedding might be the best day she'll ever have again. Yeah, Yeah. And so she might just be like, well, I don't want to leave. I'm happy being here Yeah And this little moment Was left in for us To just ponder over mm.
2: Which I really like I think that's yeah. nice It's just a kind of like Yeah Oh yeah she. I guess she might also be there That's why she had that Coy line earlier in the movie And now she's got this Kind of like Playful line now Great There is somewhat of a read of this movie, not necessarily a correct one, not one I would agree with, that says she is potentially just a future Sarah and that she's telling Sarah, I guess you'll be leaving now because this is around the
0: time I went. Uh, My issue with that is that she would then have to have shagged her grandson at one point. Well, anything goes in the time. Because we know she is Abe's grandfather, a grandmother. Ah, but
2: Abe and Sarah are not related because Tala
0: is. No, but she would be his grandmother. She is his grandmother, which would mean that Sarah, as a young woman. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. God. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Sorry. I totally forgot about Abe and Sarah getting jiggy with it. (laughs) I was thinking about Abe and Tala and the Sacred Union. Oh, no. It's not
3: the weirdest situation we'll get into.
2: (laughs) Many articles have a lot to answer for, Uh (laughs) anyway. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) There's, there is something I think that I. Honestly, The Old Woman, for me, boils down to nothing more than just a playful addition to, uh, maybe she's something like It's a cheeky me. wink, isn't yeah. it?
3: Yeah, yeah. You don't
2: need anything more if you start to get into it. If you start to sort of think of conspiracies to do with The Old Woman and maybe she's this, maybe she's that, you should be watching a more complicated time travel movie. Uh, we've are, got
0: several for you. We've got tons yeah, for you. Have.
2: Yeah, not Palm Springs. She's <laughs> just a fun, you know, she's Betty White. Just she is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the midst of Sarah and the old woman's little chat and Sarah heading off to begin her plan, Niles, of course, as we knew he would, realises that he is quite literally being an absolute idiot. He wants to be with Sarah and so what's the point being anywhere that Sarah's not? So he heads off and Reuniting with the Aberdeen shag of a father he never had, Spuds.
0: <laughs> uh, Amazing scene, by the way. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah.
2: Niles, he manages to get a ride to the mystical crack and finding a bombed up Sarah at the entrance. He gives her his, his full spiel, the spiel of spiels. The most grammatically inappropriate sentence ever. Uh-huh. Is a long one. It didn't sell me one bit, by the way. Would have gone in without and Would have just been like, you're a weird sad boy. You wanted to stay here. Nuts. I'm leaving you behind. But Whatever. Gives her the spiel that Sniles reconciles. Oh, God. <laughs> no. No. Sniles reconciles. No. They love each other. They kiss. They walk headfirst into the glowing cave and they go boom. We get a nice little bit montage. And we release. We, we, we flash to Niles and Sarah sunbathing in the secret safe house pool,
0: which of course makes you think they've they failed. Yeah, they failed. Obviously yeah. they failed and she's resigned to her life forever with <laughs> Niles.
2: <laughs> as she says, you know, uh, so now what do we do? And just as she says that, we see that oh, the secret the secret safe house pool owner they're back. Oh, well if they're back it must not be November It's
0: It is November 10th. They he even are. calls out, I guess they get back on November 10th yeah. just to let you know. It is literally the day after the mm-hmm. wedding.
2: They are out and as we pan up to a lovely sh- a lovely shot of the California desert uh we see in the uh, in the deep background we see some
0: dinosaurs some dinosaurs, dinosaurs yeah, yeah exactly
2: uh end, end movie apart from as you mentioned James uh, a really juicy after credit scene where they basically comforted a screaming Scott Hamza who was shouting, what about Roy? Yeah. <laughs> Why have you left Roy? Don't leave Roy. Adam screaming, Adam yeah. screaming, what about Roy? I know he's comfortable <laughs> yeah. in the loop and he seems to be yeah, happy with really, it, but don't just, he would be much happier just getting out. Tell yeah. someone. But I, I just hadn't realised what you'd realised, James, is that, yeah, that yeah. message he was leaving was for, was for Roy.
3: In an age of uh, after credit sequences, uh, I should have learned by now just to wait a couple of minutes <laughs> instead of immediately turning it <laughs> the second off. The screen, the screen goes, goes dark, back. my mind
0: yeah. goes blank. Yeah. You see your own reflection in the screen, you scream, and you yeah. turn it off. <laughs> um, I've got a couple of points about the end, if it's okay with everybody. Sure, James. So my my first one is, it's kind of a funnier one. If I was Roy, and I arrived, and Niles was in his full suit, and it seemed like he didn't know what was happening and that he was just in the wedding, I would assume it was an elaborate prank and I yeah. would not believe a single word <laughs> of what he was saying and I would I would probably murder him then and there just to test it. Next point is the dinosaurs in the background. So I think there's a couple of possibilities here. Because we've seen them in, earlier in the film and because we've seen them on the can, they might just be a funny little nod from the directors to yeah. something or it could be a sign that time is more disturbed here than we think and that maybe either as a result of the explosion, or as the original earthquake, that time is a lot more fractured here. And maybe there's a little bit more that could be explored. But I don't think there'll be a sequel, so I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Which brings me to my final and most interesting point. They're not free from the time loop. Because if Roy is still there, and he can interact with them, if he was really a vindictive bastard, he could hog tie <laughs> and drag Niles yeah. back to that entrance and chuck him through and make him relive the whole thing all over again, yeah, we assume he doesn't because otherwise we would never have seen Niles out mm. on the tenth. but he could, yeah,
2: it's risky being in that location, yeah, you know, that look, that area of Palm Springs in between Palm Springs and Irvine. Just don't ever go back there because unlike yeah. our previous film, where uh, Haley Joel Osment is insistent to get rid of any possibility of time <laughs> travel, this is a movie in which yeah, uh, Andy Samberg and uh, uh, Sarah they can just uh, they can head off, but that glowing cave will just be there. It's just still gonna still gonna be there, yeah, right? Yeah.
0: I-, I also think there were two interesting points here. Sarah made sure that her last day in the loop, she did everything right. So she kind of made sure that she did the wedding speech right and that she got everything correct so that, I assume, when she exited, things would be the best way they could be. But what we see here with the fact that Niles is at the bar is that it obviously didn't happen because when Roy gets there, he's not witnessing that part of the loop. He's witnessing what we have to assume was the original day. In which case, in the original day, did Niles not go to the cave? So is Niles not about to repeat on himself anyway? And also. What happened to the goat? The goat disappeared from the timeline. Niles is still in the timeline. I, there's a, a couple of little plot holes here, which so hold on, I can with the forgive. Goat, you're saying
2: that the th- so the goat disappears from the loop because she blows it up, mm-hmm. and she can't find it again. She mentions yeah. that it's gone. So it would be on the other side, where they it will be in the world, uh, in November 10th. Yeah, it'll be in the world November 10th, but yeah. we don't see But we don't see it.
0: We don't see it, but it would be there. Yeah, but they've blown each other up. And Niles is still in the loop because Roy gets to witness him being there. But it's the Niles who's essentially an NPC. He has no idea what's yeah. going on. He's just... What do you mean Niles,
2: Niles is in the loop when Roy sees him? When Roy sees Niles at the bar in the after credit scene,
0: yeah. Niles is out of the loop. But he talks to Niles. Yeah, he what? talks
2: to him because they're, they're both at the wedding.
0: Exactly. So NPC Niles is yeah. still there. Oh, you mean,
2: uh, I'm sorry. He's not trapped in the loop. He's in the same location that the loop exists. And the loop is going on for Roy at that point, but it's not going on for anyone else.
0: Exactly. So Roy is talking to a, a version of Niles, which we assume was the exact same way that he acted the first day he was there. So why would he not go back to the cave and end up accidentally trapping himself in the loop?
2: It's true. Why wouldn't Niles behave exactly the same when when Roy orders all of that booze? Why does Niles not just say, Oh, you're ordering tons of alcohol? Let's get on it and then they end up back at the the cave. There's various
0: ways that Niles could end up being trapped here. Yeah. And the fact that the goat disappeared and Niles didn't, I think's just a little I think they didn't do it right here. I think Roy almost should have arrived at the wedding, looked for Niles, looked for Sarah, and been like, Where are they? not been able to find them, mm. thought about the message again, and maybe even played the message to us. Yeah. But either way, it just it seems like a weird plot hole right at the end of the film. And that also then begs the question that the Roy after credit scene causes a second problem, which is that we see Niles is in his suit, which means that the version of the wedding that is taking place is the version where Niles is still a depressed piece of shit. Yeah, very early days. And therefore, what, outside of the loop where Niles and Sarah now are which version of the wedding happened was it the original shit version where Niles disappeared and where Sarah was drunk and couldn't do the speech and whatever whatever or is it the perfect version that Sarah lived through it just falls apart I know what you there. mean
2: I didn't I liked the post post-credit scene and yet I find myself now wishing no actually I'd rather you just left it as in with yeah, me I thinking wish why, I hadn't watched it now. with me thinking like why did you leave Roy
0: or or even just an image of Roy looking on his phone, seeing a voicemail, pressing play, and it being, Roy, it's Sarah. I know a way out. And then cut yeah. to black. Yeah, know? yeah.
3: Yeah,
2: totally. We've already, we've already started getting into the time travel of it. Time loop movies, I always think of as quite simple. You know what you're going to get. They're trapped in a time loop. It's just that re- repetition over and over again. We have covered a time loop movie that we referenced a couple of times, ARQ do we feel this movie let's put it up against ARQ which one do you think is more revolutionary or um, innovative creative with its time travel which kind of example of a time loop because they're both frightfully similar one starts on morning of November 9th the other one resets all the time to 6am the previous morning so very similar what do you think of them in in contrast to one another
0: um well I think ARQ is it's very much it's kind of a different genre even though it's time travel it's kind of an action film it's a bit cheesy it's a bit i i don't want to say forgettable but it is a little bit forgettable even for a time travel film it's not a bad film as i think we've established we quite liked the film but this feels a lot more fun a lot more memorable i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend arc to someone even if they were a huge time travel fan, I wouldn't go, oh, well, then you've got to watch ARC. No. But I would recommend this film to somebody. I would say, oh, you like films? This is a good film. You, <laughs> you like,
2: like movies,
3: yeah. <laughs> you like
0: time travel films? This is actually not a bad time yeah, yeah, travel yeah. film. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, I think that where this has the edge on our ARQ, if that's, if that's what we're kind of looking for here in terms of its time travel, is I think this does different things. I think we haven't seen other people be able to enter a loop it's because it's the same loop it's the same day that's happening and be like be added to that loop and be able to interact with people without there being a reason in ARQ it does happen but it's more like to do with the device
2: well they're all in the loop in ARQ it's just that some of them don't know it. And yeah, so some of them start to realise yeah, that they're in the loop. But they're and that's all in it like to begin with. Ahead. No one comes in, apart from a robot dog at one point. <laughs> I can't, yeah. can't remember what it was, ZRPG. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I firmly get what you're saying. I think one of the really interesting distinctions is that in ARQ, the time loop is fixed to a location. There's mm. a device. The time loop exists here in this house mm. and the perimeter. They show us the perimeter. Yeah. In this movie, the time loop be the trappings of the time loop Are personalised, they're to the person yeah. That's why Roy, he, he's in Palm Springs When he gets time loop trapped But he doesn't have to stay in Palm Springs He can go anywhere, They yeah. can any of them can go anywhere mm. They are the ones They are time looped, it's on them
0: And in ARQ it's a very Specific finite amount of time mm. You are trapped in that loop for a specific Amount of time and it will reset at the end Whereas there's a lot more play In how long you have here you could have several days and it would carry on progressing. And that's just a very different kind of feel.
3: I compared this a lot to Groundhog Day for like for like an opposite end of the spectrum because Bill Murray, Groundhog Day, everything in the loop is only happening to him. At no point does anybody get involved in that loop. So that's where I kind of drew the, dif- the sort of differentiation in terms of time loop stories because I feel like this does something very different in uh, just anybody could walk into this time loop, anyone could do it. All you have got to do is walk into that cave. So it, it's, I think it's very different in terms of it's the way it uses the time loop.
0: Yeah, I think Groundhog Day is obviously it's kind of the best comparison. Mm. Um, the differences being that this film is it's a bit more fun, it's a bit more sweet, it's kind of just a, overall a more pleasant experience. And Groundhog Day, whilst it's a it's a great film. It is a more kind of sour, kind of doer note to it. Mm. Whereas this is kind of a, a bit fruitier and a bit funnier. This is very much kind of a cosmopolitan, you know? Yeah. It's fruity, it's fun, and it still ultimately gets you drunk at the end of the day. It's it's a nice film for that regard, and that's one of the reasons why I do quite like it.
2: I think genuinely it's probably the most worthwhile successor to Groundhog Day that there's mm. ever been. Because I can't think of many time, first of all, time loops, as we know, time yeah. loop movies are a genre within, they're a sub-genre of time travel movies to begin with. And any time you make a time loop movie, someone mentions Groundhog Day. And mm. any time you make a time loop movie, you end up fall, coming up to a Groundhog Day shaped wall because it's, it's you know, it's ubiquitous. It's the, you know, it's on the pedestal. Mm. And I can't think of many movies, and this is obviously, what, 40 years uh, after Groundhog Day, yeah. somewhere there about yeah. 30-ish. It's been a long time. And yet this movie is comedic, just like Groundhog not just like, but, you know, comedic to the same extent as Groundhog Day's laughs to be had. It's dark in the same way that uh, Groundhog Day is, you know, in in a different way because we've updated it for the 2020 sensibilities. It's, this is Groundhog Day for a modern audience. Mm. This is Groundhog Day for the 20th century. It's You've still got romance. You've still got darkness. You've still got comedy. You've got some slapstick. You've got some death. You've got like all this stuff wrapped up in a really nice bow. And it's, you know, and it's all it's all right
3: there. I also think as well that it's it's almost as if the, the writers and the director sat down with us and they said, well, what would you do if you were in a time loop? And, oh, well, I just spent all my time just having a good time. Sarah's character is like Bill Murray's character. She wants to get out. And Bill Murray's character in Groundhog Day does a bunch of things. He learns things so he can better himself and try and escape that way, which is kind of what Sarah does. But Niall's character is just the opposite. He just wants to spend all his time in there. Roy realises that he wants to be at home with his family the whole time, so gives up on his pursuit of Niall. So you get several different people's ideas of what they would do within a time loop which i think is really interesting i bet if we were to ask each other what you would do in a time loop we would get three very different well, answers. one of us is
2: a roy one of us is a sarah yeah. and one of us is a nile uh, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah James absolutely. Is Roy. James is sure. roy. <laughs> have you seen yeah, this man he can, he can do all that walking and hiking and stuff like that he can definitely he can. handle a bow are you getting out
3: or are you uh, staying in? i own a bow. Yeah, i'm absolutely <laughs> not <Yeah,
2: you're> <laughs> I'm Sarah just by proxy I'm not going to do any of the studying but I will piss and moan until someone hands me a bomb
0: Uh, You're right though with your description of Sarah as Mm. Bill Murray it completely that's that's who she is that's the character and in fact the early scene where she tries to do the moral thing which is ultimately kind of what gets Bill Murray out of it which is to better himself in an emotional way Mm. That really just cements her as being the same character. Yeah. Is there
2: like an academic essay to be written where you say that Palm Springs is a movie in which Groundhog Day Bill Murray and Ghostbusters Bill Murray are basically just in a relationship with one another and trying to suss out a time loop?
0: Whilst oh, being hunted by uh, Zombieland Bill Murray. Yeah. Oh, yes, that <laughs> works. The Bill Murray
3: multiverse evolves. <laughs> dun,
2: dun, dun. <laughs> Adam Hedges, bless us, please, with some fillbacks. Bless
3: you. <laughs> um, I just got a few. A lot of them we talked about during the kind of process of it, but um it broke it was released on Hulu. Um okay, yeah. over over the kind of like COVID lockdown period. So 2020. Um, it broke Hulu's record for viewed opening weekend, which I imagine there was quite a big campaign for this as in like viral campaign to kind of get get it onto people's
2: screens i watched it the day it came out if you've got a captive audience you know everyone's locked down at home and you're just about to release something on vod yeah if you push it it yeah. will do well yeah particularly these days and particularly since
3: everyone was at home you couldn't go yeah. out so like we uh, listen, were all begging for media was- squid
2: game doesn't do anything Anywhere near as well as it no. did if we don't have a global yeah, pandemic. You're definitely, right. You're
3: completely definitely. right. Um, first release at the Sundance Film Festival in 2020, uh, which itself was completely digital. Okay, yeah. Interesting. Well. Um, but really interestingly, uh, it, it made the most money that uh, Sundance Film Festival film has ever made. It made $17.5 million. Oh, great. Despite
0: being online?
3: But... Yeah, well, you still had to pay. You have to
2: pay for the for the
3: for the thing, but so it made seventeen million five hundred thousand dollars and sixty nine cents. The sixty nine cents is what pushed it over to the most. (laughs) Really? So yeah, how how nuts is that? Like the sixty nine cents. And I, I really hope it was one of the production team who just saw (laughs) it It and went, "Oh "Oh, no, we need this."
2: I'm going to tip for my ticket.
3: (laughs) And of course, it's the debut of the director and writer. Um, Um, writer director team.
2: Okay, cool. Not the same guy. Not makes the same a change. Guy. Not the same guy. <laughs> makes a change. The same guy again. Guy? Um,
3: I'm not sure how much um, Barbara cow did in terms of writing, but they definitely were both involved in the conception of this, particularly the conception of it when it was that different movie we talked about earlier.
0: So, so did you say that they knew each other?
3: Yeah, they they were at film college together. That was it. Um, so um, that's when they decided they wanted to do. I think Leaving Las Vegas was obviously their big thing when they were like
2: at I, film school. That's honestly one of the most bizarre know, film mad, facts right? we've had in this whole film club. Yeah, that the funniest movie one of the most up not uplifting but light-hearted movies that mm. we've covered yeah was supposed to be a weird adaptation of yeah. leaving las vegas mm. one of the most depressing films of all time yeah. a movie that like agonized it's agonizing rightfully he Nicholas yeah. Nicolas Cage won the Oscar for it it is a it's a performance and a half but yeah. my goodness how you can get like something so nice from something so hellish is is incredible
0: Speaking of getting such a, a nice, funny film, where do we think this ranks amongst the others?
2: I've been trying to fight against recency bias with this one because I, I I've just seen it recently. It was the first time I have seen it. I really liked it. I love Andy Samberg. I you know it's it feels like you know it's made for my kind of like the way I like movies to be made. So I'm 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 all for it. In terms of its time travel. Fairly simple, you know, I'm I'm actually on record as being not a massive fan of time loop films because I think that it's a really easy crutch. In terms of time travel, there's not ever much exploration. It just tends to be, no, you know, time loops, we've done it. And they tell a frequently a very nice story within the time loop. But for the purposes of time travel, it never really like massively impresses me. I do very much think of this in terms of the over and under of ARQ.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same kind of style as ARQ. But immediately I know, I feel that it is a better film. The time travel is maybe not as scientific, but I think the way that it's done, the slight novelty of it, the larger scale of it. I mean, we know ARQ, there was a bit of a talk of, could it have been going on for generations even? Yeah. And, you know, with the uh, the female character waking up at the end instead of the male character, is that a change? I still think like this just did it slightly more interestingly.
3: I think... It's better than ARQ because I think the time travel is, it, it, it just pips it in terms of interest. I think ARQ was interesting. It was a good concept. And there was that whole thing about the further you are away from it, the less kind of it affects you. And that was interesting. But ARQ is just a pretty bog standard time loop movie. This I think has something extra. And I think what it's got over it is the fact that other people can enter the time loop freely. Like anybody could just walk into this time loop and be part of it.
0: He could and get a whole wedding party. Yeah, a in whole there.
3: wedding party. They could all go in and just relive that day forever, It'd and be just fantastic. be in a
0: weird kind of consequence-free hellscape forever. Yeah, you could do
2: a, te- a series of television like that, where each episode another person ends up in it, and so for the remaining episodes. That's a
0: great idea.
3: Yeah, <laughs> the, I mean, I mean the, the other thing about it is, is that I feel like ARQ. It, suffers a little bit from the kind of dystopian future thing, you kind of you are a bit downbeat on it anyway. I like
2: that about I, I've i always looked in yeah. my memory ARQ, I always hold it in high regard not high regard, but I always fondly look upon the fact that they I was like, Oh yeah, do you remember how Australia was just gone in the ARQ? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I forgot about that. The loads universe, of weird wrinkles yeah. in that
2: film. I mean yeah. ARQ's good. We it's liked good it movie. at the time and I still I still movie. appreciate
0: it. I think Palm Springs might even also be gone in ARQ. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it is, is. Yeah,
2: yeah. California has been it's excised. Just more yeah. of a wasteland. I think there's no getting around the fact that as a time loop film, Palm Springs is better than ARQ. Yeah. Uh, for the purposes of time travel, I think um, a personalised time loop is more interesting than a localised yeah. time loop. Yeah. Uh, I will say so. It's definitely going above ARQ. The real question is: Is it going above the girl who leapt through time?
3: Here's here's my view on that. I think, although Palm Springs has interesting time travel. Girl who leapt through times, time travel is is much more interesting to me, much more interesting. I just think like the 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 potential for chaos and correction of time travel in Girl Who Leapt Through Time much more interesting. Um, I, I I don't think it I don't think it pushes Girl Who Leapt Through Time out of the way for me.
0: James, I am going to watch more of the versions of the Girl Who Leapt Through Time because it was a film I enjoyed. And I really want to dig in a bit more into the franchise, universe, whatever it is. So in that way, I have to put The Girl Who Leapt Through Time above Palm Springs. Good. So we all agree then. (laughs) 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 I I
2: would put The Girl Who Leapt Through Time above this. Um, I think that as much as this is really good, this is an hour and a half. Light time loop comedy. The girl who leapt through time is a anime. is a It's a pivotal anime in the early two thousands. It's beautiful to look at, wonderfully acted. Tells a really resonant story, and I think stands the test of time. And also, what seems to be a cultural icon in in pop culture in Japan,
3: because it's been done so many times. Mm. You couldn't you couldn't see this, for example, being put on stage. No, Do you know exactly. what I mean? Like yeah, like true, you yeah. wouldn't you might make a TV series of this show. I mean, they tend to do that these days. You'll get a film and then in ten years' time they'll do like a reboot of it on TV. Looking at
2: you, time traveler's wife. Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, but it's already happened a ton of times with Go Halep through yeah. time. It's yeah. I think mean, it's pop culturally, it's much more much more. And,
0: that, and it's be. happening again soon.
2: Yes. Yeah, oh I remember, yeah, there was. Yeah.
0: I've been meaning
2: to we should make a list of all of the additional media we keep saying we Mm. should check that out from this podcast because I, off the top of my head, we I we need to watch the Spanish version of the Infinite Man. We definitely do. We do. Yeah. We need to watch Nacho Peaches, Vigalondo's follow-up film where Anne Hathaway plays a kaiju. We need like we've got an American version of Lost Chronoceremness to watch at some point. There we are. Yeah, and uh, and we need to watch the 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 sequel to the Girl Who Leapt Through Time, yeah. in which is both and a the prequel and the prequel and the, prequel, and the stage production yeah, yeah. and, uh, and or read the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. yeah do you know what I mean it's yeah. So that puts. Palm Springs at number five on our list out of a gorgeous 11 now. So it's firmly in the top of where it belongs. It is uh, above ARQ and below some some wonderfully good movies. It's not below them because it's it's worse than them. It's below them because the other ones are better than them, which I think is a nice way to look I at I think it. you're right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that brings us to the end of a round of Cosmos with the boys. Uh, <laughs> Cosmos, <laughs> with, Cosmos the boys. <laughs> with the boys. This might be one of the last splendid times we have because next up we have season finale we are talking about predestination and i think we all know the enormity of the task at hand so yeah. do some stretches do some lunges do some cardio come prepared because we've had a lovely a lovely vacay in palm springs wow. uh, we're about to go uh balls deep into some predestination <laughs>
0: well, that's a little bit telling <laughs> <laughs>
2: And that brings to a close another sun-drenched episode of the Time Travel Film Club. Once you escape your own time loops, if you'd like to share TTFC with your nearest and dearest, our episodes can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher. We would be so wildly grateful if you could leave us a rating and a review so that our club can reach as many ears as possible. And as always, if you, dear listener, would like to get in touch with us, it's... On Facebook at Time
3: Travel Film Club. On Twitter at Time Travel Club.
0: And Reddit r slash Time Travel Film Club or an email to timetravelfilmclub at gmail.com.
2: Our next episode is 2014's predestination, which you can find for rent on Amazon at time of recording. Until then, dear listener, love from the past. See you in the future.